Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey, thanks for joining me again today. Today I'm continuing with my message, Mission Jesus. If you didn't listen today, you can sure go to the archives and listen uh, on KBXL 94.1 and look under Life Point in the archives and you can pick up the first part of this message. But I used Matthew 28, 16 through 20, but I also used Luke chapter 5 as Jesus taught from the boat and, and mobilized Peter. But I, I just was talking about the title of the message is Mission Jesus, is that our mission should be about Jesus, about changing the world. Our Heavenly Father, we need to change our world. We have a lost world out there that people do not know you. And Lord, if there is one today, even one listening that is not sure of their salvation, they're not sure that if you came back today that they'd be going to heaven. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray you would touch them, that right now they would say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins, come into my life, and I want to live eternally with you. Thank you, Lord, for that person that may have said that or may have made that prayer. God, may their life be changed. May they get involved in a Bible-believing church or talk to somebody that can help them, and myself included. Lord, I pray you just lead them and guide them. We love you. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. When I talk about Mission Jesus, I know a lot of it is dealing with evangelism. Evangelism is, is just exactly that, is sharing Jesus with the lost. And evangelism isn't always easy. Oh, some people say, oh, I can just evangelize. It's just not a big deal. I can talk to Jesus day in and day out. Well, I'm telling you, not many people can do that. It's not always easy because you don't want to turn somebody off. You don't want somebody to not want to be around you. You don't want to be known as the Jesus freak. You ever been around people growing up that, oh, they're just, they're, they, they live in religiosity. That's all they're about. They talk religiosity. Well, the, of course, it has to go more than talk. It has to be lived. Are you living Jesus? Are you living mission Jesus? And folks, I'm here to tell you this. Know this. Rejection is commonplace. Rejection is commonplace. We all get rejected. You might be trying to uh, witness to somebody. I've had many people tell me, well, Pastor, I'm trying to witness. I'm trying to share these people work, but they just reject me all the time. Well, you know what? That's life. That's going to happen. You're going to be rejected. But that doesn't mean you give up. I can tell you this, uh, I you know, and for a number of summers, years ago, my friend uh, Mike Verdon and, and Brent Geisler, they were involved in Cal Spas, and Brent still owns Cal Spas. Mike owned it at one time. And they asked me to sell hot tubs at the fair, the Ada County Fair for them, uh, just to make some extra money. So I took a week off work, and I would go and sell hot tubs. And you know what? I did pretty well. One year I sold 28 hot tubs. Can you believe that in a week? One year I sold 21. I was blessed, and it certainly helped us. And that's back when we had less money and was able to put a little bit of money away. But I'm telling you this, you're rejected often when you're trying to sell. But here's a point that's important, not only in selling, but in in sharing Jesus. We must continue to make the ask. You have to continue. If you give up when you are turned down, you'll never uh, accomplish anything. You say, well, you know, I tried to win them to Jesus. I tried to share Jesus with them, but they, they turned me off like a, a coal faucet. You know what? You just got to keep asking. You got to keep praying and give, have God give you wisdom and direction. And more than that, your lifestyle, who you are, the greatest influence you're going to have on them is who you are. Folks, we need to live in Jesus' peace. In Jesus' peace. He has the peace that passeth all understanding. He has a peace 
that will lead us. And people need to see that peace. They need to see that we're at peace with God and that we really know God. And they're going to want to know what we have. I have many times in life I had people ask me, you know, as a kid growing up, why is your dad so different? Why is your dad so loving and this and that? And it's easy. It was easy to answer. My dad was about mission Jesus. He loved Jesus so much he just left it. And my mom did the same, and my brothers did the same, and I want to do the same. John chapter 20, verses 19 through 22 says this. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Jesus gave the disciples some incredible power. But I like how he entered this. He said, Peace be with you. In other words, be calm. Relax. I am with you. I will see you through life. I will see you through the good and through the bad and through the ugly. And folks, I'm telling you, in life, you're going to have all of them. It's, it's not a cakewalk for anybody. I don't care who you are. I don't care how great a Christian you are. There's going to be times when you struggle to find peace. But he brings peace. Jesus brings peace perfect peace. Only Jesus brings perfect peace. The world has nothing to give you. Oh, you can go to a counselor and feel better about things. You can talk through with your pastor, maybe feel better about things. But people of God, it's Jesus who brings perfect peace. In Romans chapter 5, the Apostle Paul said this, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace And God, through our Lord Jesus Christ, he brings peace. Perfect peace can be called tranquility. You know, you love a tranquil life. I love tranquility. When I was up at our Labor Day weekend retreat, it was so beautiful. If you've never been to Quaker Hill in McCall, Idaho, and you've never had a camp there, it is the most amazingly beautiful camp you will ever go to. Their camp is built into the forest. We had uh, five deer, two big bucks, and three does around camp all weekend. They've had a bear and a, and a moose in the area. We didn't see either of those in time, but it is an amazing facility. And then, if you don't like that, you can go across the street. They own a beach uh, house there that sleeps almost 40 people right on the water. It's awesome, and we had it all. We always have it all on Labor Day weekend. But it is such an amazing thing. They rent it out to anybody and everybody, but it's, it's, the facility is fantastic. But you talk about tranquility. You just sit out there in a beautiful breeze and look at those huge trees, and, and you just see the magnificence and the power of Almighty God. It is so tranquil. And the Word of God tells us to be about anxious about nothing. You know, and that's I struggle with that, folks. I'll be anxious. I'll be anxious with you. I'll be honest with you. I struggle sometimes with anxiety, especially lately. The last two months, I've had a lot of anxiety, and I'm trying to release that to God. Trying to be free because you want to make the right decisions. 
You know, as a pastor of a, of a good-sized church, you want to make the right decisions for your people. You don't want to do anything that would cause them harm, but yet you want them to continue to have faith and to trust and to grow in the things of God. And there's some decisions that aren't real easy. They're just not. They're tough. You're afraid you do something, something major is going to happen, and people are going to turn away. You don't want that. You want people to come to know Jesus. But he says, be anxious about nothing but in everything. With prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God. We need to lift up those needs. We need to ask God to help us, to, to deliver us, and to give us the strength to move forward. And all, another thing we need to do is we need we should not lose focus. Don't lose focus. Sometimes the world wants to have us focus on something else. But we need to continue to focus on God. Be controlled by the Spirit of God. Yes, be controlled by the Spirit of Almighty God. He has given us His Spirit to lead us, to direct us, to open doors for us. In fact, Romans chapter 8, Paul says this, verse 6 through 9. He says, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. People of God, we need to live by the Spirit of God. He says if you live by the Spirit of the world, if your mind is governed by the flesh, you're going to be against God. If your life is all directed by fleshly things, that you are just living totally in the world and God is not a part, you're heading in the wrong direction, 110 miles an hour. You need to turn things around. Living by God's design, not ours. God had a design for us. He had a plan for us. You know, he wants everyone to walk with him. He wants everyone to talk with him. He wants everyone to grow in him. He doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants everyone to have eternal life. That's why we need to be about mission Jesus. That's why we need to be about touching lives and living in the realm of the Spirit of Almighty God. What, what we need to do is this. We need to be a world changer. You and I both, we need to be world changers. What can you and I do to change the world? I'm so thankful for people around the Treasure Valley who get involved in all sorts of things to change the world. You know, even during Fourth of July, they have the thing over in the Napa during the Fourth of July out at the Idaho Center. They're doing that. Why? To change the world, to be a world changers. You know, we have a choice to sit and watch or to take action. To sit or watch or take action. What kind of action are you taking? We need to demonstrate the love of Jesus. Demonstrate the love of Jesus, what he has for us. Paul said in Colossians chapter 2, verse 20, he says, I have been crucified with Christ. I, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm demonstrating Jesus, Paul said. I'm de demonstrating the love of God. People of God, let's demonstrate the love of God. Be spiritually authentic. Be real. I don't know about you. I don't like artificial things. I hate an artificial banana shake. I want the real sliced bananas. I want the real deal. Let's be the real Christian. Let's be the person that stands up for Jesus all the time. No one likes a fake or the artificial. And more than that, folks, when we're talking mission, Jesus sees the opportunity. He's going to open up great doors for you. 
just seize the opportunity in you and I. Let's be difference makers. Lord bless you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.